Prepare to Attack is a collaboration between Mash Those Buttons, Wawa's Bootcamp, and Mayhem.gg. Visit MashThoseButtons.com to learn more about our shows. Visit Wawa's Bootcamp on Discord to get coaching on your favorite Overwatch characters. Visit Mayhem.gg for live coaching streams and VODs. Hello and welcome to Prepare to Attack, a podcast series that aims to improve your understanding of Overwatch and its characters. Today's hero is McCree. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Coach from Wawa's Bootcamp, Fly. Hey, I'm Fly. I've done individual coaching for a while now at Wawa's Bootcamp, and I focus mostly on the hits and DPS characters. My experience with McCree is I played him since Season 2 for at least a 100 hours in season two and the further on across multiple accounts a lot more and whenever i can i pick mccree in, in, in competitive and scrims and team play all right so basically what you're saying is you know what you're doing yes <laughs> right great well thanks for coming on to talk about mccree let's go ahead and get into the uh character overview this is a basic overview of the character and then we're going to dive a bit deeper into the character's abilities and weapons. So Bakree is a DPS character. He deals damage. His weapon is the Peacekeeper. It's a stick shooter, and it, it fires one bullet at a time. Uh, he has a secondary fire on that weapon called Fan the Hammer, at which he rapidly shoots all the bullets out. We'll talk about that. One of his abilities is Combat Roll, which he lets him roll forward or to the side or back, whatever direction you're moving in, and it reloads the gun at the same time, and his other ability is Flashbang, which stuns the enemy temporarily. His ultimate is Deadeye, which allows him to take aim at multiple enemies and fire at them with insane accuracy once he's done. <laughs> and like I said, we're going to dive deeper into each of those weapons and abilities. But before we do that, can you talk about the goals of playing McCree? Um. You want to, of course, one key. You want to deal as much TPS as possible uh, as possible to the enemy team. Um, also, McCree, you can use McCree against a Farah or a Tracer. Um, the higher you go, the more debatable it is how effective McCree is. As long as you're also on your level, you can pretty much stand against them. But if you have a good opponents against you, a good Farah, a good Tracer, you really need to do some work to make McCree actually work. Also, your positioning is also very important the higher you go. All right, great. So basically what you're saying is a lot of people think that, oh, there's a fire in the sky, hard counter McCree, or there's a tracer, hard counter McCree. That's not the case That's depending on who you're playing against. The higher you go, the less of a case that is. All right, great. Well, we'll probably swing back around to that while we're talking about these weapons and abilities. Let's hop into the Peacekeeper and the Primary Fire. What can you tell us about that? Um, his primary fire is a single uh, hit scan uh, weapon. It fires directly at the point you're aiming at, unlike projectiles where it has travel time. Um, 
it has 21 to 70 damage depending on the distance you are from your target. It has a damage fall of between 22 and 45 meters. It fires um, 0.5 uh, every 0.5 seconds. Um, and it has a total of 6 ammo. <clears throat> Alright, so that's about 2 rounds you can fire in a second. Uh, but I'm not necessarily sure that's the best idea to just be firing off that fast. Well, why don't we talk about the primary? Like, how, like how can somebody use their primary fire effectively? Um, you indeed don't want to just spam your left click all the time. You you want to uh, aim carefully at your target and then shoot. You don't want to just spam around or flick around and hope you hit. You really have to know what you're doing if you want to improve. If there's a Genji in front of you or a Tracer, you have to think where you want to shoot, where 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 you want to hit and try to do that and in the long term if you actually do that you will improve but if you just try shooting without any sort of aim you will hurt yourself in the long term you also don't want to be too uh, too far away from your target because of the damage drop off and ideally you want to stick with your team Okay, gotcha. So when you're firing the primary uh when you when you're firing the peacekeeper uh, you fight is the well, I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was gonna say when you're firing the peacekeeper, is there kind of like a um you know, maybe a, a certain pace you should be firing at? Because I mean obviously the slower you go, the more accurate you're gonna be, but at some point you go too slow, you're gonna be ineffective. Um yes, that depends on your individual skill and your confidence. If you um if you practice Ladu uh, every day, a warm up of like 30 minutes, you can, um, the more you do that, the longer you do that, um, the more comfortable you will be with firing faster. And if you, for example, just don't warm up every couple of days, you play McCree once, you'll get, you will have to shoot at a slower pace since you're not used to his aiming. Gotcha. Okay. And you know, just to kind of reiterate what you've already said, he's not like soldier where, you know, even if you're off target firing and move into where you're supposed to be, that doesn't really work with McCree because you've already <laughs> kind of wasted that bullet. Yes, you um, waste one if you six shots. Just pretty yes. important. Pretty important since you only have six. So <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. Uh, so let's talk about, about target priority. As McCree, who do you think should be your top priority in an engagement um of course you want to kill their squishies or if they have effective flankers if you notice um that we flankers are trying to get on your healers a lot you can step a bit back from the tanks and you can stay with the healers to try and peel for them so that also your tanks survive for longer and you also survive for longer if that's not the case or if it's not too much the case and your healers can survive you can be a bit more offensive go towards the tanks if you have a rhinoc for example you just stick with him and uh, prioritize um, for example, the enemy Reinhardt, just you can flash over the shield and let your Reinhardt deal damage, or even a Shedder if you communicate with him. And for the rest, you really want to watch out also for the Mercy. If you see her anywhere in the sky and she is in your effective range, then you can try to shoot her. But if she's ulting at this point in the game, you really want to think about it if it's worth to focus a ulting mercy if you can deal your damage elsewhere more effectively. Right. So um, two things. One, can you say, t tell the audience what a, sh uh, a shatter is? A what, sorry? 
You said shatter earlier, or did I mishear you? <laughs> a, yeah, a Ryan shatter. Um, if you're playing camp or with your friends, you can um, communicate with Reinhardt that you will flash a enemy Reinhardt above his shield. Either you just step to him and throw it above him, or you combine it with a little jump, which makes it a bit easier for you. And your Ryan will shatter at the same time, which can result into a pretty big team fight for your team. Right, so that's that's what I'm trying to um, nail down here. That is a shatter, like basically a an ability or a process that allows you to um, drop the enemy's shield. Yes. A, okay. A flashbang shatter. Yes. Okay, so yeah, that that's what I um that's what I was just trying to um, nail down for the audience. Uh, and you you also brought up mercy, especially right now, because uh, on our regular show, Watchman Radio, me and Bob go back and forth about how to handle mercy right now and he's pretty upset because you know he says well mercy's unkillable <laughs> when she's in her alt and i'm like well that's kind of the point of having the alt and maybe you should focus on somebody else <laughs> that she can kill so what you're saying is that in that in those cases when mercy is alting if you if you're not having success hitting her like if this mercy is Mm-hmm. decent at all you're you're not gonna be able to hit her and her ultimate you should be focusing on another target that you can do damage to um essentially yes if you're for example a zen in the team and you know you can hit a shots and she is quite in your not drop off range you can try it but if you don't hit her uh, you or you don't feel like you can hit her you should just focus on other targets or if your tanks are still alive try to play around them all right great all right well how about we hop into fan the hammer what can you tell us about that uh fan the hammer is uh, an ability where he unloads all his six bullets in a rapid way um every bullet deals 13.5 to 45 damage it has a damage drop off from 18 to 30 meters and it fires six shots over 0.67 seconds Okay, and uh, to be clear, like so, he can't just hit it and shoot six shots. He actually has to have six bullets loaded. Yes, he actually has to have six bullets loaded, and the spread on it is pretty crazy. If you don't know how it works. Okay, gotcha. So, can you give any tips on using Fan the Hammer effectively? <laughs> um. At the moment, Fan the Hammer is not the most ideal ability you want to use, but you can still use it, for example, if you flash someone and you're really sure you can kill him with the Fan the Hammer, and if you were in the in the right range to kill them, or if the enemy's hitbox is not too small, you can unload your bullets on, on it. But um, the recommended is you just flash, headshot someone to practice your aim also for the long run. Okay, so yeah, even if you flash somebody like a Tracer or a Genji, you would recommend mm-hmm. that you sh- headshot them instead of fan the hammer. Yes, ideally it would be more effectively for your aimment, also in the long run. Okay, and I would imagine that fan the hammer should still be effective against big body targets like tanks? Um, yes, it's of course still uh, effective against tanks. For example, you can try to fan the hammer or run out shield when you're yourself safe for a faster shield drop all right great so all right well let's go ahead and move on the combo roll because like i said right now it doesn't appear to be that effective i know uh, we talked a little bit before the show before we did the recording and i was saying i'm, I'm really not seeing a lot of fan the hammer <laughs> most most of the times when i get killed by mccree it's just a, it's just a shot to the head yeah that's <laughs> happening most of the time 
there's a big yes. risk involved, even if you fan of the hammer and you, you don't kill your target, Genji deflects, Tracer just uh, recalls away, and if the targets don't die, it can be a huge problem later on in a teamfight, for example, or you'll die later on because of the mistake. Right. I gotta admit, though, I'd rather be killed with a single headshot by McCree than a fan the hammer. It's just, it's just like, cause at least I know the person aimed, right? At yeah. least I know they aimed and shot me. I'm like, ah, fine. You got me. Versus a fan the hammer, which is like, oh my god, this movie is so much bullshit. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and move into combat role. What can you tell us about that? Um, the combat role is essentially a mobility move while you're also reloading your whole magazine again. It has a duration of 0.5 seconds and 8 second cooldown. And it has a 6 meter of range. Okay. And you you could do the roll in about half a second, which is pretty fast. Yes. Um, yeah, so any tips on using combat roll effectively? Because it, it does a lot. Most of, like, like I said, with, with Fan the Hammer not being as effective now, I haven't really seen this too much. But it used to be people would shoot, shoot, you know, roll, Fan the Hammer, or maybe Fan the Hammer, roll, Fan the Hammer again because it would give you, uh, you know, essentially 12 shots at that point. How would you say the best way to use combat roll is right now? Um, of course, you can use combat roll if you're very close to a tank, you right-click, roll right-click, but in most cases, that can end very deadly for you. And even you shouldn't fan off the hammer either way without a flashbang normally. Um, you can use also combat roll to escape certain situations or get a little bit of ground you need to go away or to hide behind an obstacle. Um, also, to the reloading is really useful if you have a target and it's low and you have to reload and you realize yourself you combat roll, you can just roll to get the extra damage done. You also can f uh, roll, flash, and headshot someone for the kill. Or if a monkey jumps in, for, for example, not near you, you can and your full HP, you can roll to the monkey, flash him, and heal. And there's a big chance he won't survive it without any protection of his team. Oh, really? So you, if he one fan of hammer, you think could could whittle down a Winston? Um, no, not by your own. But uh, a Winston normally jumps into your team if you're not out of position and if you roll to him flash him or he just jumps you flash him right click and then you roll them right click again if you have enough time uh, that's a big chance if your team also uh, damages him that he'll do just pop okay good i wanted to clarify because i don't want people to just be oh it's a winston <laughs> let oh, me do this no, thing no, i heard no, about no, no, prepared no, no, to no. attack oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah it, it's still like yeah you, you would still need your team or additional yes. damage or yes. something like that yes but don't do that to a full health winston. no don't don't engage on your own on a full winston <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right great let's talk about flashbang and that pretty much complete this is gonna pretty much gonna complete his regular kit i mean obviously minus dead eye which we're gonna get to but uh, what can you tell us about the flashbang um the flashbang is a very versatile skill where he throws a grenade that stuns the enemies in a small radius it does 25 damage it has five meter radius um it has a 0.5 seconds cast time and it the stun takes a uh, 0.7 seconds itself it does a 10 second cooldown and you ideally use it to, um, 
if you're in one-on-one situations, you try to flash your target and kill it with a headshot, respectively. Or if you are with um, with your team engaging, for example, you have a runner in front of you, you have a Zarya near you, you can flash someone in front of you who's maybe too far up and you're t- and he will lose a lot of health, which causes the enemy um, to lose cooldowns if they want to protect their front line. You also can use it just to, um, when a Zarya Gravitans, for example, you can just flash the targets to delay their defensive ultimates, which can be huge in some cases. Absolutely. And actually, with the most recent changes to the way ultimates work, you can actually completely drain somebody's ultimate if you do it at the right time. Yes, definitely. With a flash, it's a, it, if you're lucky or you are really good at predicting enemy ultimates, if you see someone getting up, for a runner, for example, when you see he wants to shatter, you can just flash him and he'll use his ultimate completely. Right, yeah. And we don't we don't have to get into each interaction <laughs> with every hero right now, but for those listening, you can go to the uh the Overwatch patch notes. I believe actually let me see if I can pull it up right now. If it is yeah, I think it's six one point sixteen point zero point two point A has a very good description of the change like the transfer like you know the difference between ultimates which is transformational ultimates and uh what's the other one it is channeled ultimates and which ones if you interrupt them go away you know (laughs) for example if you interrupt roadhog while he's alting his ultimate's over if you interrupt soldier while he's alting as soon as the sun's over he's still gonna have his ultimate so if you want to yeah, if you want to play McCree and you want to use the stun effectively, highly suggest you check out those patch notes because it will tell you everything you need to know and when you should be using flashbangs on ultimate specifically. Um, that, that should be very, very helpful. All right, so let's get into Deadeye. What well, can you tell us about Deadeye? Um, Deadeye is his ultimate. You really should watch out if you're using the skill because you turn into a living light, uh, red light tower. Um, <laughs> it, t- it takes uh, aim at all enemies that are in his line of sight and prepares um, them for a kill. It does 25, uh, 250 damage per one second cast. Uh, your movement speed will be slowed dramatically to 2 meters per second. It will shoot um, 1 ammo per used target and it's up to 6 second duration. All right. Now, I'm very interested in you telling me how to use this effectively because I can't use that eye, you know, for anything. Like, anytime I try to use it, I might kill one or two people. Um, then again, maybe I'm shooting too Maybe I'm shooting too high. I'm like, oh, it'll be great if I kill four or five people, but that might be too much. How do you use that eye effectively? I mean, using it effectively, um, even if you get one or two targets, can be already a key to win a fight. Because if you, for example, just uh, just kill one before the fight starts, the Mercy has to res it, and the Mercy won't have the rest for the next fight. So they lose an advantage. If you kill two, that's even better. That will be a 5v6. Also, if uh, the Deadeye shoots always from the right side to the left side, so if you are preparing a Deadeye and you see a Genji on the right side deflecting, don't press the button or cancel it if you are in danger. Um, also, what you can do if there's a deflecting Genji on the right side at the end way uh, um, in front when you want to pull off your dead eye you have to flick to the left side so that he's not in your line of sight anymore which can be huge in some cases um, 
the the longer you uh, watch at the target, the more damage it does. So if you can aim at a t- at four or five people behind the Reinhardt shield and you and they have a skull on them, that will severely hurt the Reinhardt shield or even break it if you see it's already almost broken. Then you can kill one or two people if you're lucky. And it's just also used for zoning for a lot. If you if you don't want people to get a certain spot or if it's at the end of the fight and they have to engage, you can use it for them to stutter a little bit. Or um, if you can get protection, you can use it um, for the engage and just maybe get one or two picks or even just waste some of their resources. Okay. Um, I did have one thing to say about that Genji Reflect for the Deadeye. It has to be one of the funniest sounds in Overwatch when that happens. Because it doesn't sound like McCree gets shot. It sounds like Genji. It sounds like he shot like a marble at Genji and Genji just like slapped it right back down his throat. That's what it sounds like when that happens. And I, I love it every time I hear it as long as it's not me or my team. Exactly. <laughs> but um. In terms of your targeting, because like you said, you slow down a lot yes. uh, and you're glowing so people know you're there. Most of the time when people hit Deadeye, everybody scatters. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's a, it is a zoning tool. Exactly. When should you actually pull the trigger? Because I've, I've seen McCree's and I think I've done it. I, I have done it myself where it's like, oh, I have five targets and then I just wait too long to pull the trigger, I think, mm-hmm. you know? Because like half a second can make all the difference get somebody getting around the corner. So should you be pulling the trigger as soon as you see like that first person try to try to like get out of range? Um, there are a lot of variables actually to when to pull the trigger. For example, if a Mercy's ulting, you get her, you get the red skull on her, you can press press off immediately, because if you get an ulted Mercy out of the fight, there will be a huge help. Or if you know that certain heroes of the enemy team don't have certain skills, for example, Winston Bubble, uh, the Diva Matrix ended two seconds, or something like that, you can also wait a tad longer. But it's it's just very very awareness reliant or if you can if you're there for example fair mercy you can hear when they shift you can also um predict that the mercy will also shift behind the pharaoh in the air they can come out and just try to dead eye them and when in a good situation they will die or one of them will die all right great so you analyze the situation use your brain basically yes See what works, see what doesn't work over time. But yeah, yeah, Diana, don't yet. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I understand a bit better. I think it has been a bit easier to use the ability since they increase the amount of damage done after one second. Um, yes, it started earlier to damage and it did more damage, so that's that's more positive for the McCree, as he can also just use it in a duel to get one pick quickly if it's needed, or when enemies run away and they're low health, you can pick them off really quickly with the McCree ult, since when they are low HP, it will target them a lot faster. Mm. Oh, okay, I didn't, know, I didn't know the lower HP, the faster the targeting, okay. That is very good to know. All right, so now that we have pretty his entire kit out of the way, let's talk strengths and weaknesses. What would you say are McCree's strengths? <laughs> um, definitely his raw output damage if you are good with hitting the shots. Also, his flashbang it can cause a huge snowball into a fight if you use it with your tanks and you get actually a pick out of it. Um, <clears throat> 
his that eye is also very scary for people sometimes if you use it on the right time. And one of his biggest weaknesses is that you just need to have a really good positioning to be effective with him. If you you can't just wander off alone flanking targets without having some awareness what they have, who's near you, and what heroes does the enemy team have that could threaten you possibly, and can my team keep me alive? Also, it's very it's also a bit different than soldier to go on high grounds. With soldier, you want to take high ground as much as possible, but with a McCree, it's rather um, most ideally you want to stick with your team. And the high ground is sometimes a privilege. Um, if the enemy team don't have any have any means to get up to you on an elevated space, if they don't have a Genji, if they don't have a Pharah, that it's a lot more safe for you because you don't have self sustained like the soldier does. Also, and when they don't have that, you can just stand there. But if they have a Pharaoh, Genji, or if you're on the stairs when they have a Tracer, it's a lot more dangerous for you. And even if they flank you, um, you you will have a DPS downtime for your team. And since you do so much damage, if they just distract you, uh, that can cause lethal damage into a team fight to your team. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, what about common mistakes that you see made with McCree? <laughs> A lot of people just misposition themselves. Um, it's really hard to position yourself, but you should always think about where am I staying? Is this the right choice? Am I healable? Are the tanks in front of me, respectively? Um, also, if you have a Reinhardt, uh, a lot of the times you tend to go forward, but you you just don't want to go forward in front of a Reinhardt shield or any shield. Because if you sometimes make one small misstep, you already can be punished for it. Also, if you shouldn't just pull that eye just randomly, if if you see that enemies in front of you, or if you just can't survive it because it's just you will be a dead weight. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I think McCree is definitely one of those characters where if you're not good with them, you're bad with them. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not. I mean, quick play is one thing, but competitive play is a different story. Like you're not being effective with McCree, you're actually anchoring your team down a bit. Yes, I can't like, be yeah, like I I played a competitive match not that long ago where I think I was I think I was playing Arissa and I had top damage over a McCree <laughs> and a Farah. Like that's that's no bueno. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's really that's, no bueno. <laughs> yeah, that that's no good. We lost that game, if you can tell. <laughs> but you know, what a surprise. Yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. If you if you're not doing your job with McCree, it's like you can't kind of mm-hmm. kind of help, right? Mm-hmm. You know. So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's, that's a big problem. What and any additional tips you want to give a McCree that we might not have covered, you know, in our format here before we go ahead and wrap up? Um, also one of, uh, weaknesses is if you take the high ground, you should consider how effective you are since you won't be able to use your flashbang around your team um, you will only use it when they flank you and if no one flanks you then or you have just a free damage or you can't use your uh, flashbang effectively you should also consider that um, also you ca- um, it's very good for you if you warm up every time you want to play um, for like 30 minutes or something like that in at bots or just deathmatch I like that personally because you don't only get um, you also get some verticality in it and you play against actual people instead of only bats Tra- uh, practice training is also 
really good for the beginning and Enabats, they can help the fundamentals of aiming. They they also can help you in low stress situations, but I wouldn't recommend it for calm play or for team play since you will be ending in high pressure situations if you play there. Also, it's important for McCree to know that you're not only a offensive damage dealing machine, but you also have some terms to, st to stick with your healers. And especially if you have a monkey or a diva just diving into their backline and or frontline, you just can't engage with them because you will. there's a big chance you will die if they get past your tanks. Uh, instead, you can stick more with your healers and support them and also um, deal damage if needed with uh, to, to support your tanks in, in the fight. And um, it's also some things with McCree are very situational since you really have to make some experience with him. There are no real rules, to, uh, golden rules to tell you this is right in that situation. You just have to see how it's going, how the enemies are playing, how you are playing, and, your, and you know your own skill with McCree, what you can and what you can't do, so that you can get the most out of McCree. Alright, great. Well, any uh, final thoughts before we go ahead and close up? Um... If you want to get better McCree, you have to you have to really challenge yourself. Like I mentioned before, even if you know the Fan of the Hammer will get you the kill, you really have to practice headshots. Always think about your positioning, even if you deem it to be necessary, because later on it might be useful. Um, McCree can be incredibly rewarding to play when you land headshot after headshot and you rarely die. It will be well worth the work if you really get good with him. And every time you die, you should think about first off, where was the positioning? Why did I die? Could I prevent it dying by standing elsewhere? And if that's not, if you're sure that's not the case, then then after that, you should look at your accuracy. And sometimes the accuracy can be like 60% against um, enemies who have shields, Orisa, Winston, Reinhardt, and it can be like 40 plus percent against P against it. Um, against enemies who don't have shields if you <clears throat> if you kill targets your accuracy is good but if you don't then you should um, reconsider what's going wrong all right so i guess all in all after going through this it kind of seems like mccree is less of he's more of those characters that are just it requires a lot of mechanical skill and making sure you're hitting your shots <laughs> and less of the theoretical stuff you know like um there is actually, um, in my opinion, a lot, a lot more theoretical stuff like game awareness, positioning involved than actual aiming, because also there are also very good McCree players who um, depend less on their aim but more on their positioning because they just don't die. And McCree has so much raw damage, they can just have an uptime of the DPS for so much longer than if you have a really good aim and you just die a lot. You also learn McCree by not playing yourself. Uh, you can also watch some of the best um, McCree players or really good McCree players, some, some of their VATs, what they're doing, what they're thinking about, and when they're doing something. For example, Taimu or IDDQD, those are also really good. And with you can also watch some streams of really good players. Okay. So do you think McCree, uh, your top priority should be stay, keeping yourself alive? Rather than getting a kill, I mean, obviously that's going to have to that's going to change in different situations, even if that is the case. Yeah, and there are just some players who depend on the one and less on the other, or 
or other way around. Um, no one, no one is perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. So if you if you're really good at, at one thing, you you um, and you analyze it new and you um, and you really think it's okay, then you can move on to the next one, and and practice that further. All right, great. All right, well, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate all the the great info you've given us. If anybody has any questions about what you just heard, you can email us at contact at preparedtoattack.com and we will try to get your questions answered, whether it's a, uh, you know, whether it's directly or if it's like a Q&A episode, depending on how many questions we get, uh, you know, we'll try to go ahead and get that done. So that's contact at preparedtoattack.com. You can also reach us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash preparedtoattack. Fly, you are a coach at Wawa's Bootcamp. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, yes, it's a Discord where you as a player can just come in and request um, a coach. You can just find coaches by marking what here you are, what region you're playing in, and you'll get a list of coaches which you can contact and arrange a VOD review or a live uh, spectating, or you stream for them and they just spectate. All right, great, and they, they they take players of all skill levels, right? You yes, know, yes. So. Um, for you, you can get there from bronze to top five hundred. There, there, if you, uh, coach, we're even coaching the highest ones. All right, great, and uh, a big, a major tool of Wawa's bootcamp is Mayhem.gg. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, yes, it's a handy tool. If um, a student sends a VOD, uh, the coach can just um put it into the um, into MMGG and they can just live spectate and review a VAD. You can also just draw on the VADs for a bit more clarification if it's needed. All right, great. And that's, I'm not sure if the feature is enabled or not yet, but I do know that uh, if it's not enabled yet, it'll be very soon where you can actually go and watch other people's coaching sessions for help you know if you if you want to you know check some things out you know learn some things that way as well okay so yeah that's pretty cool uh do you have any social media you want to give out um no personally not no okay gotcha all right well as for me um (laughs) i (laughs) you could find me and bob the other host of prepare to attack we host uh watch point radio weekly on mash those buttons we actually we, the show is released every wednesday but we do a live stream every tuesday at 9 p.m eastern standard time that's on twitch.tv slash mash those buttons we'd love to have you there on the in the audience you know while we record you know to get more conversation and answer any questions that's always awesome so definitely check us out twitch.tv slash mash those buttons you can also follow us on twitter at twitter.com slash watchpoint radio or you can follow mashless buttons at twitter.com slash mtv site uh you can follow me if you if you like me at the at, uh, <laughs> twitter as well which is twitter.com slash underscore jaw underscore so it's underscore j a a underscore and i'm pretty active on twitter well, most of the time anyway so love to have you there and i think that's gonna do it for us if you 
enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to actually give us a rating and review on your platform, on your podcast platform of choice. I'd like to thank everybody who has actually taken the time to, you know, after you listen to a show, go back and review the show. We've had a, a pretty positive reception from the community, so we really do appreciate that. Thanks a lot. On iTunes, if you leave a review and you tell us the a character that you want to hear about, depending on how many votes that character gets, we're going to try to get that character in the next batch of episodes so if you're leaving an itunes review just make sure to leave that next character you want to hear as well i'd also like to thank good luck have fun for allowing us to use the theme uh or use the song sounds like overwatch as the theme for this show i highly suggest that you check out good luck have fun on youtube where he has more videos and more music of him taking sounds from games and putting it into a song which is pretty awesome so like i said that's good luck have fun on youtube and thanks for allowing us once again for you to use sounds like overwatch as a thing for the show and with that we are done thanks a lot for listening we will catch you on the next hero 